Uh, we appreciate everyone who, uh, who came out today. I know there's a lot of people who stayed home for, for good reason. I think we have a lot of people watching online. That's good. So we just thank everyone for, for joining us. We're going to get started. I mean, get started with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into class. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings you give us, and just thank you for the freedom we have to come and worship you and to later on sing praises to your name and just study your word, Lord. I ask that you take what we learned today, allow us to apply it to our lives, to bring people to you, Lord. And I just ask also, it's just a special prayer that you be with everyone and be with our country right now and help us to get through this virus and, and keep us healthy and for those who do get it, for them to recover quickly and we can move on, Lord. I just thank you for everything you do for us in Christ. Let me pray. Amen. Well, we got to believe that God's going to take care of us. Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, this is the uh, two-part series, or not two-part series, I'm sorry, the second part in our series here on Dangerous Prayers. And, it, and this is based on the book. Uh, there's a book out there called Dangerous Prayers. Uh, following Christ was never meant to be safe. So just to review real quick. Uh, last week we looked at, give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. And the idea around that is to, you know, around a lot of our prayers sometimes, it can be the same thing every day. It can be, you know, very repetitive, very, you know, like I said last week, when Helen could probably word for word tell you the prayer sometimes I pray at, at lunch or dinner or over food and, and those different types of things. So the idea is to look at a different way of of praying and this you know first the first dangerous prayer that we talked about was you know give us the boldness in preaching your word and if we look at the, the we review what they did in acts there they were threatened they were told to stop you know and, and what the comment i made was nowadays we would have we would have said the prayer lord you know god garden direct us and they said the prayer lord you hear their threats give us boldness to go out and, and, and face those threats and so it's a little bit of a different twist on how a lot of times we we pray and, and you know a lot of times our, our prayers are very safe they're very comfortable it's a, a lot of it's a Lord do this for me and and today we're going to look at a little bit more of of listening and actually listening for what for God to speak to us instead of us speaking to him all the time for us to actually listen to him a little bit so the the dangerous prayer this week comes from a little boy and before I give the answer anyone have an idea what little boy this dangerous prayer might be coming from. <laughs> no, not David. Samuel. So just to give a little background on, on Samuel, he served in the temple. Uh, around this age, he would have been about 12 or in the fifth grade, if we want to look at it from that standpoint. Um, he served under the priest Eli. Uh, long story short, short his mom... They were unable to have, she was unable to have a kid. She asked God to bless her, and if she did, she'd give Samuel, or the, the child, to the Lord, and she did, and she uh, gave Samuel uh, to the priest Eli. Well, Eli was not a good priest, his, and his sons were definitely uh, not good as, as, as well. Uh, they were sinned against the Lord, uh, stealing sacrifices. They were sleeping around with the, the young people, who, the young women who served in the, in the tabernacle. So, Samuel ends up saying a prayer. The Lord ends up coming to Samuel. And like I said, Samuel was probably around 12, um, 12 years old at this time. And most of y'all know the story. God calls him, 
at, at night while he's sleeping, and he runs to Eli and says, you know, what do you need? Because he thinks Eli's talking to him. And he does this three times before Eli finally realizes that it's God talking to, to, to Samuel, and he says, Samuel, tell him you are listening. So this is our dangerous prayer for this week. If we look at 1 Samuel 3.10, it says, And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Now why would this be a dangerous prayer? A lot of times we don't listen. Careful what you ask for. You might get it. So think about it for a minute. When God speaks or spoke in the Bible, when was the assignment or task ever easy that was given to the person that was listening? Never. Never. It's a good answer, Ken. <laughs> uh, so if, if we go back and review and look, you know, Noah, Noah listened when God spoke, and he spent, what, about 100 years building an ark? And then he had to get all the animals, put up, get them in the ark. And then he was tasked, you know, they spent, I forget, about a year on the ark while it floated around. And then he was responsible for repopulating the earth afterwards. So, I mean, that was his, all his tasks were not easy. You have Abraham, who's going to be the, the seed of, of the nation of Israel. Moses. You know, everything he had to go through leading the, the Egyptians or leading the Israelites out of Egypt. That was hard. Jonah. Jonah tried to run away from his. He didn't like it so much. And then Mary. And that's just a, a few of them. About any time that God spoke or instructed someone in the Old or New Testament to do something, it was not going to be easy. And it was the same for Samuel. So Samuel prayed the prayer Speak, Lord, for I am listening. And from that point on, his life was never going to be the same. And he did this at 12 years old. And basically God said to him, look, Eli's family, is going, I'm going to destroy it. Because of their sinfulness and the way they are, I'm going to destroy them. And you need to let them know that you're going to destroy them. So you've got to imagine a kid that is 12 years old needs to go to a priest and let that priest know, hey, God spoke to me, and by the way, he's going to destroy you and your family. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> And then, from that, he becomes a prophet as well. And how many prophets had a very easy time? What happened to most of them? They were killed or run off or beaten or whatever thing. So, the main point today is don't ask God to speak if you're not ready to, for what he will say or if you're not ready for what he is going to give you. But here's the other side of this. Prayer is not just talking. So this, this is a lot of the, the sides of prayer that we get into is we, lot, we just like to talk, right? And so think about a relationship for a minute where you have, say you have a husband and wife, and some of you might already say, well, this is already the way it is anyways, but where one side of that marriage, all they do is talk and just talk and never listen, and you don't ever get to, the other side never gets to speak. How well is that relationship going to work out? <laughs> but how, how, many, uh, how many of us today, is this our prayer life, our relationship with God? 
We spend most of our time talking to God and very little time listening to what he has to say. Go ahead. But those words were meaningless. Yep. And I, I fear we sometimes fall into that. Yeah. I, I do. I think we fall into, and we talked about this a little bit last week, is just we get into a, a, what we call a prayer rut, where it's just it's easy to, to say the same thing, to get into that comfortable. And we do this in a lot of things in our lives. You know, we, it becomes comfortable, and so we stay in that comfort zone in our prayers, in, in our life, in our, in our walk. And so, you know, the idea of a dangerous prayer. You know, it's kind of foreign to us because we, we don't think of the fact that actually going to God and praying for something may actually be dangerous for us, in, in a sense. When, when we think of, um, you know, some of the things that may involve us having to do and, and get involved in, you know, it may, it may not be that comfortable, you know, little things that we, that we get to do. So we get so much more if we would actually just stop and listen sometimes and stop and listen. So, so how do we hear God, right? You know, it's more than likely not going to be the, the James Earl Jones voice coming out of the heaven speaking down to you. You know, there are some people who claim that they have prayed and they've heard the voice of God. I'm not going to, you know, say that that's not true. I, I think God can speak to someone if he wants to. I think it depends on the circumstances and the needs. But the biggest thing... And one of the, 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 the key things here is be still. The, the biggest thing we need to do is to shut all the noise. Out of, how, how anyone ever had to try to have a conversation in the middle of like a, a loud, you know, room or a loud, you know, if you don't sh- go to a quiet place or, and shut the noise out, then you're not going to be able to have a real conversation and actually listen to what God's trying to say. And if we look at this in Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. We need to be still and listen to what God has to say. You know, so the question here is, when is the last time you stop and listened to God? Like really stopped, took time and listened. Anyone? I, mean, I can't. I mean, I really, if I really think about it, I mean, I'll say, say a prayer or something, but usually I say that prayer and then think about it for a minute, and usually I'm on my way. I, we're busy. I got something else to do. I got something else I need to get into. So if we look, Matthew 6, and I think this kind of goes along with a little bit of what Dad was, was just saying. Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6 says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues, where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, this is all the reward they will ever get. And then we look at verse 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Now, is the, do you think the whole point of this is so we're not showing off in our prayers? That's some of the point, right? Our, our, our point of praying should not be to make ourselves look good in front of other people. Go ahead. The prayer should come from your heart. Yes. Um, basically, yeah. if your heart is not in it, then yeah. it's just words. Yeah. 
Yeah, if, so, yeah, if your heart is not in it, then yes, it is just words. But I think the point of going and, and shutting the door and being by yourself is because if you're really going to get something off your chest, out of your heart, you need to be, it, it be alone. You need to really sit down and be by yourself with God. And not only does that give you the, the time to pray, but it also gives you the time, one, you don't have interruptions, you don't have, that, it's, it's that time to sit down and listen as well. And I think that's one side of prayer that we miss. I think, like I just said, so many times we, we say our prayers and then we just kind of move on real quick because we got a lot of things to do. And so a lot of times I don't think we really stop and listen and look for all those things of God trying to communicate us. So how do we hear him or how will I hear him? Like I said, it's not going to be more than likely the James Earl Jones or the, who was the last one? Um, and Evan Almighty, that was uh, Morgan Freeman. You know, it's not going to be the, that voice probably coming down out of the sky speaking to you and, and telling you what to do. What do you think the number one way of hearing God is? Very good, Frankie. His word. This is going to be the first and most reliable way of listening to God. And, and I'll, I'll, I've had this lighter in the notes, but I'm going to say this now. If you think or say that you haven't heard from God in a while, then you probably haven't been in his word enough. He speaks to us also through other people. Yeah, well, we're going to get there <laughs> through other people. And, and if we're not going to, if we're going to ignore his word, then the other ways aren't going to work. Right, right. I've had people tell me, well, I'm waiting for God to move me to see if I need to come to church. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Hebrews 10, 25 has already settled that. Yeah. So yep. if you're going to ignore God's word, you're, you're not much going to be listening for anything else. Right. Yeah, so if you, and this is why this one's listed first. His word is going to be, this is why he gave it to us, right? This is God directly communicating to us, telling us how we are to live our lives, how we are to, and it, but it's, it's not, what's not, what's awesome about the Bible is it's, it's a living document, right? It's a living thing. It lives through us. So, you know, one, I, I, I love the fact that we can, you can read the Bible and, You'll be going through something or have something on your mind, and there's, you're going to come across something that just speaks to that. Yeah, and that's not a coincidence. I, I believe for a fact that that is his living word speaking to us and, and showing us and, and teaching us you know, how we go. It directs us. It guides us. You know, it corrects us if we're doing something wrong. You know, if you stay in your word, you're all, you know, God's going to be speaking to you. If you read your Bible daily and study it daily, God's going to be speaking to you on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to read all of Psalms one nineteen, which is exclusively about God's word, and just underline all the things that His word does to you yeah. and for you, it, 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 it's amazing. Yep. You know, yep. I think the, the more you read the word, the more you study. I always use this Shrek analogy. It's like an onion, kind of. It peels back. Yep. You know, you can read a scripture for ten years. And all of a sudden you read it and God puts it in a, in a different light for you. You understand more yep. about what he wants and what he needs from you or what's going on in the world. It's, it's very it's, it's very enlightening when you yeah. just study and then realize that there's so more. You think, well, I know, you know, I know a lot of this, that. No, you don't. No. No, nearly enough, trust yeah. me. And, and that's what's the wonderful thing about the Bible is that onion analogy is there's no other document that I can think of or book or anything that's been written that you can go back 
and reread it and find something else in it that just continually applies to your life. You know, read it for the hundredth time and be like, wow, that really speaks to me differently. I see this a whole lot differently this time. Now, I can't think of a single word or written thing that does that. And so that's what I love about, you know, when we say the Bible is a living document or his living word, it truly is because it's never the same almost any time you read it or the way it applies to yourself. One of the best things that we can tell a new Christian and practice ourselves is every day that God talked to you through his word and you talked to God through prayer. Yes, exactly. I, I, I agree. And for those who are online, what Uncle Ronald just said was, you know, the, one of the best things we can do is, is speak, or re, or let him talk to us through his word and then us talk to him through prayer every day, especially for new Christians. And, and uh, that's pro, and that old Christians as well. I mean, if we, if we would get in the habit of just doing that, I think that would change a lot of how we view the world, how we react with the world, how we, how we view church, how we, how we do our, our Christian life in general. I, I think every piece of it would change a ton. Back to um, God speaking to us, revealing, we can talk about the, the booming voice mm-hmm. coming down from out of somewhere, uh, talking about that in the, in, in, in the book First Kings, in chapter 19, we find Elijah, who was running for his life from Jezebel, and uh, he is he's in a cave, and several events occur that are just profound mm-hmm. and but the God wasn't in that and then it's the Bible says in verse 12 and after the earthquake of fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice mm-hmm. and it was at that point that Elijah wrapped his face in his mantle because he knew that God was in that small still voice so the yep. point in that is God speaking to us speaking to us through his word now, it doesn't have to be some great profound thing that God is saying to us. It could be something very, very, very small. Very small, yeah. And we consider the like, oh, that's what that Yeah. And, th- and that's why I think that be still and, and kind of listen, you know, because I think sometimes we do expect, when, when we say a prayer, we expect this grand gesture, right? It's like, well, we're, we're, we're asking for this, and we just expect it to happen immediately and just like that in a grand. And that's 99.9% of the time, that's not how it works. So I think that's good to go. You know, God doesn't want us to have the spotlight or make a big issue of praying to him, and I don't think he's going to do the same when he answers our prayer. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a good point. All right, so the second way he's going to speak to us is through people. I can tell you for a fact that God speaks through me to me through my wife on a regular basis. And the only reason I say that is because there'll be times where I want to react a certain way to things, and she keeps me under check. And I know for a fact that a lot of times that is God working through her to, to correct me. It could be through a, a good friend, a godly friend, someone that you go to for advice. You know, the, the people, God puts those people in your life on purpose and for a reason to, to speak into your life to help guide you. I, I, think, I, I think that 100%. And it could be through a sermon or a lesson or something, something you hear that you may be going through. A, you know, I, I can't tell you, there's, no, there's not a coincidence here, too, of you'll be going through something or struggling with something, and then 
just so happens that dad preaches on that topic on Sunday morning. You know, I don't believe that that is a coincidence. I believe that, that God speaks to us through people, through some of his people in those circumstances. The next one is through circumstances. The opening of a door. The closing of a door. Who in here has tried to walk through a door that God has closed? I've done I'll give you an example. When we, lived, when we and Helen first got married, we um, decided it was time for us to buy a house. I think we were 20 years old. Yeah, I think it was 20. Yeah, we were both 20. And I decided that we needed a house right now. We were going to buy one. And so we applied for it, and they said no. You know, it's like, one, you have, you're all young. You haven't had enough credit. You know, you haven't had this job long enough. And so instead of accepting that answer and trying to find something else, I fought back. I went to the bank. I said, this is unfair. This is not right. You know, blah, 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 blah. Well, eventually, they gave us the loan for that house, and we got the house. And it, we lived in it. And then I got a job down here, and we moved. And I was stuck with that house up there, I think, up until about four years ago. And we've been down here 14 years. So having to deal with people moving in it, moving out of it, you know, we're trying to rent it to someone I shouldn't have rented it to, and, and I'm 12 hours away. And so I look back and it's like, well, God probably had a different plan for me, and that's why he closed that door, but I decided I was going to be myself and I was going to barge through it instead of listening to him. So and then there's other circumstances where we'll, we'll see opening of doors. And it's, it's a, you know, you'll, be, you'll be praying about something, something needs to happen, and you think there's no way this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's just like the door opens and the floodgates come out and, and everything that you need just happens to work out. And so I think that is God speaking to us through circumstances that, you know, we see in, in front of us. You know, and the good example is how many of you in high school or maybe not even high school and college prayed about marrying a certain girl, all right? And then God closed that door, and you look back now, and you're like, I am glad God closed that door, <laughs> right? Or, you see, or you see some people who God closed the door, and they decide they're going to bust through it anyways, and then they married that person, and you see the situation that they're in today. So these are things that we need to learn to, li again, stop and listen, and listen for those, or, and look for those open doors and those closed doors. Those, those are God speaking to us through circumstances. When we ask him and pray to him through things, he's going to cause things to happen to, to either answer that prayer in one way, yes or no. All right, and then the last way is through the Holy Spirit. And this is the one I think we really need to study more. And I'm going to try to, I think after this ends, I'm going to dive into just dealing with the Holy Spirit. Because I think a lot of times, and I said this in a, in a couple classes ago, is we think that the only way the Holy Spirit really thinks, speaks to us is through the Bible. A lot of times. That he doesn't actually speak to us through a, in a spiritual nature. And I think that's right. I think if we look through the Bible, we can say, you know, and I think about this. When is the last time you can think of you were in a situation and out of nowhere you were just moved to do something for someone? Anyone? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I, I think about that. You know, there's some... Oh, go ahead. to fly 
out here to try to get those guys to reconcile. I mean, I was like driven. Yeah. So yeah, there, I think there are times when God just says, "Hey, go try to do this." I didn't see it at that time, but yeah. still, I felt that that just powerfully moved to go do that. Yeah. And I, and I believe it. And I think this is one of those things, the more we open ourselves up, the more we stop and listen to the Holy Spirit or for the Holy Spirit, the more we're going to see and realize Him or the, the Spirit moving through us, right? Yeah, it, go ahead. Uh, in the Bible, you, you hear that terminology a lot, that, that the, the Holy Spirit compelled me or I was led by the Spirit or whatever. The Holy Spirit, of course, is part of the Godhead. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and we see that with the Godhead, that, you know, there's certain ones that have certain, I won't say they all don't do it, but there's certain ones that have sort of an emphasis on yeah. this particular thing. And when it comes to God's leading, it's oftentimes the Holy Spirit that does that. Yeah. We constantly pray for God to guard, guide, and direct us. Mm -hmm. And if you study the Bible closely, I think God uses his Spirit to do that guiding and directing, we pray. And I agree. I, I think this is one of those things that we do. We need to open ourselves up a little bit more to what I call the supernatural, right? Here, you know, not science fiction, but the the the, the spiritual side uh, of God and who He is. You know, He does speak to us through His Word. You know, and, and He does speak to us in a lot of ways. But you know, one of the things that we talk about, you know, when we are baptized, we received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right, And so the, the purpose of that gift is not just our salvation, but it's also to guide us <clears throat> and to help us as we go through our Christian walk. And, and if we don't stop and listen to that, if we kind of shut that voice out as a, well, that, that really the, the Spirit itself doesn't really talk to me, then we're not, going to be, we're not going to be open ourselves up to the opportunities that we have as Christians to do the things that, that we should do. And I, I think that if we were to go through our life just in the mornings, man, say a prayer of, of God, use your spirit to, to help me with someone today or to, to do something for someone today. And I, I think we would be shocked at the, if we opened ourselves to the, the, the amount of opportunities that we would have to either share the word or to help someone. And, and one of the things or one of the, the pushbacks sometimes you'll get is, well, how, am I, how do I know it's not you know, someone else or, or an outside force, a negative force? My thought is, and, and one of the things I saw is, if you're prompted to help, being prompted to help someone or to be a blessing to someone or to do something good for someone, that's not going to be of the devil, right? It's, that is going to be of God. You know, usually it's not going to be a positive thing if you're prompted to try to help someone or, or be there for someone or do something for someone or, or go through a, a particular circumstance. Go ahead. I don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And, and as long as you hold that trick as a basis, then the others are going to be okay. Yep. See, then it comes in with people say, like we're talking about God working through people. Yep. And working through his Holy Spirit. When, when people say, well, God's Holy Spirit is leading me to do blah, blah, and we miss God's word. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, so we, the Holy Spirit is, you know, when the Bible's about it, about it, it's not going to help you. So that's the area we have to be careful. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, if in this world you do, like you said, you do have to be careful because there are people who will, twi- well, they'll twist even the word of God around to try to make it say the things they wanted to say. And so then they can say, well, you know, the Holy Spirit guided me to do this sinful act or this sinful thing. And if you go back and, if one, rely on number one, which is his word, and then all these other, all these other pieces will fall into place the way they should. So, all right, so to wrap that up, the biggest thing is to stop, be still, and listen. And this is the important part. Today's age, it, there is more noise. You know, we're seeing that around 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 this this virus, right? There is more noise out there than than there's ever been in probably any time in in the history of this world of just the amount of stuff that just comes at you, right? And the only way, I mean, you think about your phones, your TVs, your you, everything that you have, I mean, almost at this point, this day and age, to order to really stop and listen and, and, and be still, is you got to take your watch off, you got to take your phone, you got I mean, almost everything, and, and, and almost go into a soundproof room sometimes, it seems like, to, to get away from, from the world. But this is one of those things that if we don't do this, this it's going to hurt us, and I think we're seeing the result of that a little bit. I think if you see the rise we have in, in anxiety issues and, and panic attacks and, and just a lot of things around that. I think that a lot of that is, you know, you, it, it's, well, it's been proven. I mean, scientifically, it's just all that noise, everything that comes at you. Your brain is not designed to handle all that. It needs time to shut off, to shut down. You know, I mean, you think about a lot of us now. I mean, there's some people who really don't ever really turn the noise off even at night, because there's some of us, I'm, I'm guilty of it, you know, we leave the TV running as we sleep, you know, because people, they need that noise to, to fall asleep. And so there's some people that whenever it gets complete quietness, it, they're, they're so un, not used to it that it actually is hard for them. It bothers them to, to not have some sort of noise going on. I'm kind of guilty of that. I need to have a fan or something running. I need some noise because if it gets too quiet in the room, I almost just can't fall asleep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people who. Well, obviously, your yours is un, un, unnatural. It was caused by something. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it, it's an interesting term of saying the silence is loud, right? But but it can be. So. All right. So no, the second one, or the second piece, is you have to be willing. And I talked about this earlier. A lot of our prayers is us talking to God, asking him to do things for us. We need you to do this for us. You know, please do that. And a lot of these things aren't bad, right? I mean, we need to pray for the sick to get better. We We need to pray for, you know, the church to grow. We need to pray for God to, to guide us and to direct us. But then we need to stop and be willing to listen to how he wants us to do that. Because I think there's a lot of times it's like, well, Lord, we, I want you to guide me in the direction you want me to go, and we expect him just to kind of pick us up and shove us th- that direction. And a lot of times we need to listen to the fact that he's going to speak back to us and tell us how we need to go or, or what we need to go do and, and those type of things. You know, we, we want to see the signs a lot of times, right? I remember I, when I was a kid I would pray. I'm trying to think some of the things, you know. It's like, Lord, 
uh, we'd be stop, uh, we, you'd stop at a stoplight, right? And, and you'd say a prayer of, you know, if this prayer, uh, this is one of them I used to do, and it's probably embarrassing, but it is what it is. If the, if the light turns green in so many seconds, then that knows that I'm supposed to do this. Or I say, you know, just kind of dumb things like that, right? right? And, and we all have our little, we all done it. I'm sure we've all done it. If not, maybe I'm the weird one here, but <clears throat> that works. But, but maybe we should pray a different prayer of, sh- like, show me why I can do for the church, but through my gifts, allow me to use my gifts. Show me what my gifts are, but then we also still have to go out and figure out what are my gifts, right? What, how can I apply that? You know, show me how I can be a blessing to someone else. How can, how can I, you know, and stop and listen and look for those opportunities for God to speak to you and say, hey, look, Here's an opportunity for you to bless someone else. Don't overlook it. Be like, oh, well, that's really not what he was looking for me to do. I, I, there was something bigger for him to do, All right? Really listen and, and, and pay attention to those things. You know, maybe it's how can I be a better employee? You know, just some of those things, but you've got to be willing to stop and show God that you're willing to do this because here's the thing. If you hadn't done the things you've already prayed for or he's shown you to do, why would you expect him to continue to try to guide you and show you things if you're not doing the, uh, the, the simple things that he's guided and, and asked you to do. Proverbs 3.6 says, Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Yep. Talking about dangerous prayers, dangerous prayers can become strong prayers by being willing. Yep. Because those people who you put up at the beginning of our study all those people many times were not willing. Right. But God had already put them in situations where that was the road they needed to take, and they became strong for yep. them, and they were able to fulfill. They were able to fulfill, yeah. And, and even in, you know, like um, Moses, is, you know, Moses, he, he rejected it so much, he didn't want to do it, that finally God was like, look, I'll send someone with you to help you. You know, and sometimes we need that. You know, even, even us praying these prayers and being dedicated, so, you know, we can't do a lot of this stuff on our own. We need people to help us and, and guide us. Go ahead. Jesus prayed so fervently that he sweat blood oh, yeah. not to have to face the cross. Yeah. But at the end of that prayer, his, his famous quote now, of course, is, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. And, and I think that that should be every one of our prayers. That God, I think I know what's right. I think I know this is what I, I need to do. And we always do, y'all. I mean, a lot of times our prayers are, God, this is what I believe, so you should do this. Yep. But, but we should understand and acknowledge, of course, that God is all wise, and we certainly are not. And so, God, ultimately, you will be done. Yeah. So when we go to God in prayer, if we don't take our hands off of it and leave it up to Him, it ain't going to work. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that, that, I said that last week so many times. We take our things to him. We set them down and say, Lord, take care of this stuff. And then when we're done, we pick it all back up and take it back with us. And, and so, yeah, and that's probably the, one of the most dangerous prayers we could pray is not my will, but thy will be done. And you think about that because then that, that's fully releasing everything. You know, if, if everything we say is, Lord, let your will be done, not mine, then you, we are really putting ourselves in his full control and I'm, it's not dangerous, as in the fact of, you know, but it, it, it's not going to be the things that we want to do, and they may consider, may, we may think they're, they're dangerous to us. Like I said, make sure you have, have, you've obeyed what he showed you last. 
All right, and then thirdly, be ready. Because here's the thing like we talked about. You might not want to hear what he has to say. You know, we pray a lot of times, you know, and I do. I, I've done this. I'm guilty of this. You know, we'll pray something, and we get that answer, but we really don't like it. And so we don't. I mean, Jonah was an example of that. Jonah didn't like what, he, what the Lord said to him and told him to do, and he tried to run away from it, and that did not work out for him very well. The other thing to think about, too, is it might lead you to something you might not be ready to do. You know, we talked about that. You know, you look at Moses. Moses really was not, in his mind, was not ready to do what God was asking him to do. Jonah was not ready to do what God was asking him to do. I mean, if we think about it, Samuel, and in our term, I mean, do we, you think about the fact that you're going to tell a 12-year-old, so, I mean, you, you think of it in today's term, it's like, well, we're going to have Joe. How old's Joe? Eleven. So we're going to take Joe, and Joe's going to be responsible for going and telling the preacher of our church that he's been sinning and that the Lord's going to destroy him. How many 12-year-olds do we think are ready to be tasked with doing something like that? But that's the wonderful thing, and I think this is the main thing of why. This makes us so much stronger in Christ and in God because if we have to lean on His strength in order to do the things that we pray for, right? If we were strong enough to do them and do all this stuff by ourselves without his help, then we wouldn't really need to pray for him, to him, to ask us to guide him. But we do, because a lot of these things we're really not ready to go out and do unless we let the Lord work through us to do these things and him be our strength for doing these things. And, and some of these things... You know, it could be simple. Some of them may be like, you know, leading a life group. You know, that's something we just started here, here recently. And, you know, I, I had a lot of people con have conversations with me say, hey, I'm just not ready to be able to, to do that just yet. You know, or I'm not just comfortable to do that just yet. You know, but maybe that's one of those things we need to step out on and say, you know what? I'm just going to let the Lord guide me in doing this and leading this. Maybe it's changing a career, Right? Maybe you're, you're looking at doing something or doing something different. You know, maybe it's just inviting someone to church. That's, we look at the statistics on that. Right now, only 2% of Christendom actually invites people to come to church. That's probably a big one we need to, apparently we're not ready for. Maybe we need to be, re, be praying for. Another one, this, and this is probably a real hard one, is maybe we have to forgive someone that we don't want to forgive. That could be a prayer. There's no telling what, you know, when we stop and listen and we truly listen and we truly want God to work through us the things that he can do through us, and they're not going to be easy. You know, I, that's why I like the, the subtitle of this book, Dangerous Prayers, is because following Christ was never meant to be easy. And, and I think that's part of our, we look in Christendom today, that's part of our, our problem in, in the church is we've gotten comfortable, we've gotten complacent, you know, We've gotten into a, a rut, and, and we're not going out, and we're not doing the things that we need to be doing of, of getting people in the church or, or treating people the way we need to treat them or showing the love of Christ to the world the way we need to show the love of Christ. And so I think if we dig down into these prayers and we really pray these dangerous prayers and listen, 
it's going to be, it would be amazing what, the God, what God could do and would do and will do through the church when we, when we sit and when we, when we say those prayers. So, prayer for this week is to tell God to speak and that your servant is listening. Try doing that the whole week. Try taking, if it's an hour, if it's 30 minutes, you know, apparently a lot of us are going to have two weeks. Maybe not all not all the adults in here, but the kids will at least, but some of us may have two weeks of a little bit of downtime. Maybe instead of binge-watching the Netflix series or the Disney series or the Hulu series, we, we stop and take an hour and just sit in prayer for an hour. What if we did that every day? Just sat in prayer for 30 minutes to an hour every single day and said, you know what, God, I'm going to read some, a little bit of the Bible and I'm just going to listen to what you have to say to me. In quietness, alone. Some of us are like, I can't get alone. i got four kids. But <laughs> Go ahead. It may be. You know, you know I, I think about it. You know, God uses all kinds of circumstances for, for the betterment of us, right? And sometimes even negative ones. And, and we were talking about that a little bit. It's like, wow, people are being forced to stay at home and spend time with each other and, and, and talk and communicate. And so it's a, I said, you know, we're going back 30, 40 years, right? <laughs> and so I've seen a lot of the memes going around, you know, someone talking about, well, sports, we hadn't had sports in three days. I saw some woman sitting on my couch. Apparently it's my wife. She's a nice person, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, and, what's, and what, what makes those so funny is there's a little bit of truth to it, you know? And then besides all the toilet paper ones that are going around, but, but, but no, I mean, I, I think this is a good, I mean, with everything going on, maybe this is a good opportunity. You have, look, you, this whole world's just going to spin around so fast and going so fast. It is time for us to slow down and look at what really matters and, and, and pay attention and, and spend that time. Just stop and say, you know what? It's time for me to listen a little bit. We've, done, we've been talking and just talking and asking and, and all so much, and we're in such a hurry all the time. And we say our prayers, and then we move on to the next thing. You know, maybe it is we just need to stop and, and listen for a little bit. Yeah, 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 and, and that, that's true. So, so Frankie just said, you know, when when when, when God's people didn't listen to him, he he made them listen, and, and making them listen wasn't a you know wasn't a small little 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 tiny wake up call. It was another nation came in and took you over and put you into slavery, you know, type thing. So, so yeah, maybe it is. You know, maybe these are some small wake up calls. Hey, you know what? Maybe you need to pay a little bit more attention. Maybe you need to listen to me and pray to me a little bit more and spend a little more time in my Word. So. Which kind of goes into this point, Frank. The only thing more dangerous than praying this prayer is not praying this prayer. If we do not listen or ask God or let God know that we are listening to him, like Frankie just said, the result of that is not good. He, he, will, he will make us listen to him one way or the other. All right, so next week we are going to look at Break My Heart. And this is going to kind of center around the fact of sometimes our heart might need to be broken a little bit in order to, to, do, to be a better servant or a better person, better Christian for God. And we'll look at that. All right, we'll got one minute left. We'll stop there. Thank you.